With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Ultimate Barner. War Eagle, baby! War Eagle. War Eagle, hey! The Lifelong Bammer. Roll Tide, Bammer Nation. Roll Tide! Roll Tide! This is the Tigers and Tide Podcast. All the latest news from Auburn, Alabama, and the SEC. Here are your hosts, Red Mason and Jamie Thomas. Well, here we go with another big podcast talking some Auburn football this week with my partner in crime, Jamie Thomas. War Eagle, man. Yeah, what you said. (laughs) We're going to talk about LSU coming to the Plains this weekend, which is one of the main reasons I like Auburn to take care of business, so we'll just jump right into it. Um, LSU's kind of iffy this year for a lot of reasons, uh, not the least of which has been uh, quarterback issues. Um, Les Miles stepped up this week and named a quarterback, so we're going to be looking at Brandon Harris, which interestingly enough, Malzahn recruited pretty heavily to be the next Cam Newton. So it's not like Auburn doesn't know a lot about this kid, and he obviously has potential. Um, and I think Les finally made the right decision. But, it, uh, you know, the whole quarterback issues thing will kill any team. And, I, you know, I, I think that's probably going to improve their game now that he made that decision this week. Probably changes the complexity of the game a, a little bit. I think so, too. I mean, uh, looking at his stats, I didn't know a, a whole lot about him. Um, you know, he got – Got some pretty good reps in the uh, Mississippi State game. Looks like he was six for nine. Uh, and then against New Mexico State, he was eleven for fourteen for one hundred and seventy yards. Uh, just kind of comparing him to uh, to Anthony Jennings. Oh, it ain't even close. Completed fifty percent of his passes this year. Five touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, this Brandon Harris kid. You know, he's uh, you know he's at seventy three percent with six touchdowns and interceptions, and has thrown the ball you know fifty less times. So I think this is a move in the right direction for LSU. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. It makes you wonder why this didn't happen sooner, but nevertheless, it's happened. And and I think it's you know given given a uh, a week of of having a set quarterback, it's going to give you a set game plan. I think I think we'll see a little bit different LSU than what we've seen in every other game leading up to the Auburn game, which gives me some uh, concern as uh, they're coming in. Of course, I have plenty of concerns. Auburn does not have the – and it comes to the offensive line, and I said that at the beginning of the season. Trey Mason was a beast, but he a lot of the reason he was a beast was because that offensive line last year opened up holes you could drive a truck through, and we just do not have that offensive line this year. They're good, but they're not last year good. And um, and then Artis Payne obviously isn't a Trey Mason. Um, so uh, Auburn isn't the we can run on anybody team this year, and we dare you to try and stop us that they were last year. And I think they're struggling with their identity, which is forcing them to ask this Nick Marshall to pass more. And I'm still just not sold on Nick Marshall as a passer. I'm just not. I, I don't think really anybody is, uh, and I don't understand. I mean, we you know we don't see it in Cameron Harris pain. You know, you compared him to uh, to Trey Mason. Trey Mason, you know, when he got football, he was like a rocket hitting the hole. Uh, Artist Payne just seems to have a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, a little bit of indecisiveness in his running. He wants to take that extra stutter step and maybe try to find the hole. Um, my big question is, though, is, I mean, you've got this freshman, this true freshman in Rock Thomas. 
why are we not seeing more of him on the football field? Well, you know, I had that question too, and then I saw uh, a couple of press conferences now uh, in the last week and a half with Gus Malzahn, and he seems sold out on Cameron Artis Payne. Just talks about how phenomenal he is, what a great job he's doing, and he doesn't seem concerned at all. Um, and granted, you know, Artis Payne is okay, but uh, you, you've obviously put uh, Rock Thomas on the field. <laughs> you know, you got him filled in kickoffs and stuff, so you're not worried about red shirt and you're going to play him. Uh, let's stick him in there and see what happens. Absolutely. Give him the ball 15 and 20 times in the game and see what he can do. And not only that, I mean, last week would have been the perfect opportunity to do that. You knew the game wouldn't be on the line. You knew you wouldn't be risking anything. Um, let's get in there and get him some actual real in-game reps. Um, and the, at worst-case scenario, in case you need him. Because, uh, you know, our other underback options are a speed sweep type running back. You know, you don't have the guy that's going to bust between the tackles. So, I mean, those are your two guys for that. Nevertheless, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think anything's going to be amazing on, on offense until the we get these issues with the with the O-line worked out, and I, I just don't know if that's possible said to move people around. And they're not horrible. They're just not the beast that they were last year. That leaves us up to pass, and thank God we've got Duke Williams who can pull one-handed passes <laughs> between two defenders out of the air. Oh, he's amazing. Uh, that dude is a freak. He's just a freak. I don't. It's like he's a, he's like he's magnetic, and the ball just sticks to him when it gets close to him. I don't know how it does that. You need a guy like that to make Nick Marshall look good. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he, he's definitely keeping Nick Marshall in the in the starting quarterback position. That's for sure. I saw um, I saw uh, Malzahn talking about how clutch Nick Marshall is when the game's on the line, and we've had two times now we're hit, uh, close to the end of the game. You've seen. Uh, You've seen this guy just pull freak passes out of the air, and I'm like, no, he's not all that clutch. Really, it's your receiver that's clutch. <laughs> so uh, it's interesting. I mean, we have a bevy of receivers, though, man. We got some guys that can pull it in and go. So if he can just get it close to him, we got the guys that can get it done. That being said, uh, stats, we talked about this in the Alabama uh, podcast. I'm a stats freak. Um, Auburn is doing a little better than 60% third down conversions, and LSU is at 41 um, that could change with the new quarterback setup. I don't know. You know, we're both about the same in red zone offense. Auburn's 100% in the red zone. LSU is at 90%. Um, I, I think if it comes down to being a tight game, I think Auburn can maybe pull it out. Um, I think we're going to win, but mainly because it's at home. I'll be honest with you. If we weren't at home, I think we'd probably lose this game uh, or we have a shot at losing it. That's how I feel about it. Well, I think it's going to be close. I don't see a, uh, a ton of points being scored in this game just because I think uh, defensively LSU is pretty good. Uh, offensively, I don't think they're that good at all. I think the X factor in this game is going to be the uh, the head coach, Wes Miles. Um, you know, he, he gets his players motivated in big-time football games. They love playing at night. Uh, they love going into other stadiums at night and shutting the crowd up. I can promise you he's going to have something up his sleeve. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me if we see a fake punt early in the game or a fake field goal early in the game or an onside kick early in the game. Uh, the Mad Hatter's going to be out in, uh, in full force and do everything he can to give his team an opportunity to win. And the thing about LSU is they started off a little slow in the past. They always seem to get it together uh, in time for the meet of the season. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a good football game. I think these are two teams that are, like you said, still struggling for a little bit of an identity. And we're going to find out, uh, you know, which one's ready to take you to the next level Saturday night. 
I'm with you on the low scoring aspect of it, especially by Auburn standards. Uh, I think it's going to be low scoring. I got the game being a, a 28 24 kind of game. It scares me to say that, but I think it's a field goal game. And uh, I think uh, Auburn pulls it out, but I think it's close. You got you to gotta score. What neighborhood do you think it's going to be in? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to give anybody 28. I'm thinking maybe uh, 21 17, somewhere in that area. Boy, if Auburn, I'm going to tell you, if Auburn comes away from this game with 21 points, uh, this gauntlet that Auburn's got coming up is going to be 100 times worse than it already is, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, we talked about it in the Alabama game uh, uh, podcast about what the season looks like going forward. Uh, You know, looking at Auburn's chances going forward, the gauntlet has begun. You know, I think we may have a slight edge at some of these home games, these away games. God, uh, without without that dominating run on anybody's score whenever we want offense that we had last year, it's, it's going to be hard. And uh, Auburn could either look amazing four or five weeks from now or Auburn could have lost two games four weeks from now. It's just it's up in the air as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I think that's everybody in the Western Division right now uh, with, the, with the schedule like it is and the way the teams are playing. Uh, I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be that sad if Alabama finished the season with only two losses, or you know, if, uh, if I were an Auburn fan, I would think two losses would be a great year for them. Uh, you know, considering the, uh, the the talent loss that they had after the end of last year. Well, all the talking heads on TV have predicted that no SEC team will survive the season without at least one loss, and I think if ever were there were a year for that, this is the year that that definitely is going to be true. Which uh, you know, it's going to lead to probably more talk about other conferences when we're talking about the final four which you know they don't seem to take into account they never do uh, you know what kind of conference these sc teams are playing in you know Uh, so we'll see how it boils down at the end but hopefully somebody the sec is going to take care of business of course being an auburn fan i want it to be auburn but if it's not maybe it's alabama steps up and uh at least when we come to the iron bowl it'd be nice if they were both undefeated and that game decided it all again god it makes those games great don't it it does. It really does. Even you know, one loss on either side is probably going to uh, decide who makes it to the SEC championship. So, I think if they can both get there with you know undefeated or one loss, uh, it's going to be a heck of an Iron Bowl this year. Well, that's what it's shaping up like. That's uh, the best we got for you. It's going to be a good game. It's a night game under the light, six o'clock kickoff time, and uh, should be a good one, buddy. I appreciate it. Always has fun, and we'll talk to you uh, after the weekend and shake it all down. All right, man. Sounds good. Tigers and Tide is a weekly podcast covering football in the state of Alabama and the SEC. We don't claim to be football gurus or talking heads. We're fans just like you. If you like the show, please take a moment to share the link to this episode on your Facebook page. And don't forget to like our page at Facebook.com slash Tigers and Tide. That's Facebook.com slash Tigers and Tide. Have a great weekend and War Eagle. And roll time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.